quick fire round next. Um, start off with yourself. Um, you've been awarded the, uh, the the biggest game, shall we say? No, my joking. You've been awarded the uh, Texans hosting the Chiefs this weekend. Uh, anyway, we see a repeat performance from the Texans last weekend, and given the Chiefs a fright similar to what the Chiefs had in terms of going into mile high, they got a fright last weekend, got over the line. Do you see it being close? It it shouldn't be close, but the the worry, like and we talked about it uh, on Monday, should the worry if you're the Chiefs is complacency, right? Because like Patrick Mahomes has a, a couple of unbelievable plays against the Broncos, and he does things that only Patrick Mahomes can do. And I've been saying for for weeks that. You know, Patrick Mahomes was at the time my front runner for MVP, and Patrick Mahomes, he was making the magical seem mundane. But then he goes and has one of those games where he just, you know, he, he switches off and he throws three really poor interceptions against the Broncos. And once you start to slide in a game, it's very difficult um to to turn it around they were bl- blessed that they were playing a, a poor broncos team who are really struggling this year and then russell wilson went out injured um you know that it was the same scenario as the the bengals they just thought they had it won and that would be my my concern for the chiefs the chiefs have incredible talent um, they have phenomenal players and they have a great coach in andy reed but sometimes and andy reed himself has been guilty of this they they are complacent. They overdo it, um, and uh, that ca- that can catch them. Now, maybe uh, last week's game against the Broncos does enough to you know show them that they really need to show up. And if they do show up, yeah, they will have more than enough to take care of the the Texans. But the Texans showed last week, even with the changes at QB and bringing different people in, they are playing uh, for for Lovey Smith. Uh, but realistically, this should be the Chiefs. Yeah, unless we see something similar to what we saw in, toward the back end of last season when the Chargers went into the Texans and were stunned. I can't say. I think I think you made a fair point there. I think the, the Chiefs will want to right the wrongs of a complacent performance after 27-0 last weekend and don't think we'll see the same mistake again this weekend. We're all on the Chiefs. Marcus picked the Chiefs as well. Um, I'm on to the Falcons-Saints um, NFC South game with a lot to play for for the Falcons. Interesting week for the Falcons. Obviously, Mary, uh, Marcus Mariota became a father. Then it was the confirmation that he was having a knee operation. I don't know if that's a convenience thing to allow him to go off and do a bit of parenthood for the early stages of, of a baby, but... Uh, He's gone. It's the Desmond Ritter uh, game now. He's the quarterback. He's the starting quarterback. The, the Falcons have been very, I suppose, steadfast and all week saying it didn't matter whether Mariota went off with his injury or not. He was going to start. He's the quarterback now. And again, I mean, it's interesting because they're giving him a four-game window to see if he's going to be the, the answer. And I think that's too short a window. We we spoke about Kenny Pickett and how he really should have started week one to get a true evaluation come the end of the season, how are we going to evaluate based on four games whether he's the right guy? I was looking at his numbers for pre-season because that's all you can really go on. 34 for 56, 421 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Good in the run game, 58 yards in one particular game. So, but again, it's pre-season and you know your vanilla look defensive wins he's going up against so it's really hard to really gauge. It's an interesting one because as difficult as the season has been for the Saints, 
you go into New Orleans, you're obviously going to have a difficult game. And these two teams have a, have, a, have a knack of beating each other, obviously on the road. We've seen the Falcons go in and beat the Saints on the road and vice versa down in Atlanta. But I will side with the Falcons. <clears throat> Excuse me, I think they've got, they've still got a bit to play for. The division, you look, if they lose this weekend, it, it's gone, but there's still an opportunity there. They are two games back, but if things were to go their way this weekend, they could be back in the mix. The Saints have very little to play for. Andy Dalton starting again, he hasn't been convincing. I think the only marquee game you could argue that they've had this season at home was when they blew the Raiders out. But with the exception of that game, there's been very little highlights for them. They really should have beaten the Bucks two weeks ago. They gave that game away. I'm going to side with the Falcons. I'm going to go with the Saints. They caused the upset. I, I ju- just, I think that they they need this. The, the city needs this. And for that reason, and because they're, it's a, the defense is their strongest point and a rookie making uh, his, his debut, I suppose, in uh, the, in, in, in the dome. Uh, it's, it's a very, very tough place. And I'm going to say, yeah, the Saints get the, the win in this. Okay. Uh, last six o'clock game, I'm going to give it to you. Um, the Eagles going against, up against the Bears team coming off their bye week. Two quarterbacks for a lot of similarities in terms of how they started their career. You saw Jen Horst last year um, in terms of how effective he was in the run game. We've seen Justin Fields over the past four to five weeks how they've reevaluated the quarterback position there and changed the offense to suit his skill set. It's an interesting game. You'd expect the Eagles to have more than enough, but the Bears have played really well offensively. It'll be interesting to see if they can put up the numbers, which they've been doing over the past few weeks against this Eagles defense. Yeah, and um, I, look, it's been, we've already talked about the Michael Parsons comments. Uh, Dan Orlovsky says uh, Jalen Hurts uh, took the biggest jump that he he has ever seen. And I don't know uh, if you saw the response to that. I just think Jalen Hurts is just so measured. Um, I know even if you don't like the, the Eagles, the guy just conducts himself so well um, and he goes about his business so well. But uh, you talked about um, just Justin Fields. Yeah, he's had, he's had an immense, immense uh, few weeks and he was back uh, today as a, as a full participant. But he is going against a defense that is first in the NFL in sacks, first in the NFL in takeaways, first in interceptions, first in opponents' yards per play, first in opponents' yard per pass attempt, first in opponents' passing yards allowed, first in opponents' passer rating. The Eagles are serious business on both sides of the football. And um, yeah, Jalen, for uh, Justin Fields, it's going to be uh, a big test. Uh, look, we know he can use his, his feet. He's very effective, and at times he's shown his ability to, to throw the ball. He's been really, really good. Um, ultimately, I said it weeks ago, the best outcome for the uh, Bears is to score 25-plus points every game, but ultimately just come up short. I think this could well be a similar sort of outcome in this. And for me, the Eagles should get the victory. Yeah, I was talking to a few Bears fans this week and uh, I've seen some similar comments come in there you know, on the show and it's very much, let's play well, but let's not win. Because right now we're the number, we've got the second pick in the draft. And uh, if they don't need a quarterback, there might be some hungry quarterback teams looking to trade up and they might walk away with a King's Ransom come uh, April when, when Kansas City hosts the, the draft. Um, 
yeah, look, I agree. I think the Eagles will... Uh, I think the Bears might hang around a little bit longer than people think, but I think ultimately the Eagles will, will win this and obviously look to lock up the number one seed. We're into the nine o'clock uh, slate of games now, so I'm going to start with it. And this is a juicy one, isn't it? The Cardinals going into Denver to play the Broncos. Uh, the Cardinals will have Kyler Murray, who's torn his ACL this week. Uh, GM has had to step away for health reasons. And I think Cliff Kingsbury, to be honest, is on his last leg as head coach. I'd be surprised if he's still there, despite that big contract in which he got the last offseason. They're going to start with Colt McCoy. One touchdown, three picks in his last few games. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is trending to play, if I'm right, judging by what I've seen in the reports this week. As you said earlier on, it's amazing how concussion protocols seem to go by the wayside when, when the team wants a quarterback to start. Look, Arizona have got some really good players, but with it, with, they're lacking right now. We saw that Monday night. They, they turned the ball over twice in the last three games. And they're going up against the defence in Denver. And whilst the season has been difficult, they're going up against the seven best defence in the league. And... I think it's going to be a long day for the Cardinals. I think this game is probably finally one of the games in which we will see the Broncos get over the line and um, rely more so on their defence. But we did see a glimmer of light with Judy last weekend and his three touchdowns. It'll be interesting to see if they can keep up that level of performance. Um, it could be inconsistent, who knows, but I think that defence of the Denver will do more than enough to stop this Cards team and I think we'll see the Broncos walking away Sunday with a victory. Yeah, there are no excuses for Denver. Got to go out and win this. I like the way you said there's no more excuses. I think you might have said that earlier in the season about certain games, but this weekend, bearing in mind the, the level of quarterback play they're going up against and how strong their defense is, they should be winning this game. Back into the big ones now, the ones that really mattered. Um, the Pats and the Raiders, interesting one. you got the Patriots sitting in the seventh seed going up against the Raiders who are coming off a really difficult loss last weekend. I mean, that game is still, it's hard to comprehend how they lost that game. They were up so first, towards the game, the Raiders were up. They, they had an interception in the red zone. It looked like the game was put away. They had an opportunity on tour and one to kill the game off. And somehow they allowed the, the Rams who haven't moved the ball on many teams throughout the course of the season. And Baker Mayfield, who was only there with 26 hours, and he steps in and he has two, drives to win the game it's a bizarre bizarre game i'll show it to you first you want to um i'd be interested to see your thoughts bearing in mind this team are in your division but you always say this team are so jekyll and hyde you never know from one week to the next what you're going to get from from jekyll and hyde team jekyll and, and hyde coach uh, i mean they, they like obviously we keep talking about it um you know they they have They've been decimated by injuries at times, um, but you would have to say the way in which they have found ways to to lose is staggering. They just cannot seem to get out of their their own way at times, and I don't know what they're going to do in the off season because certainly, um, and I think I would give some credence to the rumors that. They probably can't afford to fire Josh McDaniels, um, so they're probably he's he's likely in situ no matter what way uh, this this plays out, and this is I mean this is like all of the the Patriots uh, you know because obviously you have the the guys who got back there and Joe Judge and Matt Patricia and going up against um, 
John, uh, their, their former offensive coordinator. So it will be very interesting to see. You know, they, they all know each other's traits. They all know what people are, are likely to, to do. So um, I, I saw Vance Joseph made the comment before the Cards played the Patriots that the Patriots looked like they had an offense that had a defensive play caller uh, because of how conservative they had been and essentially trying to put themselves consistently in kind of third and short situations rather than going for the big plays. But I, I like what Mac Jones has actually done over the past few weeks. Uh, I thought he was impressive, as I said, in uh, Minnesota. I, I took, think he thought, took some shots, and I thought he was decent again uh, the, the other night. Um, he still has a way to go. Um, uh, but I think the, the issue for the Patriots is, and I know Mark didn't want to acknowledge it before the season, but like not having an offensive coordinator, it just doesn't work. There's a reason that 31 other teams have them. There's a reason that um, people have had them for decades, eons, and the Patriots decided in Bill Belichick's infinite wisdom that um, he they, they didn't need one. But we also saw Bill flirting openly with DeAndre Hopkins on the sideline. Uh, so maybe he is realizing the error of his ways I'm going to say in, in this one um, that ultimately Bill Belichick no, has, has um, you know, probably a, a less injured uh, roster and will, will know enough to be able to shut uh, Josh McDaniels down. I think that even though the Patriots are on the road, they get the victory in this one. Yeah, you touched on the offensive coordinator situation. We've seen a couple of times now over the past few weeks, Mac Jones getting very frustrated on the sideline with Matt Patricia, so obviously all is not well there. It'd be interesting to see how this Raiders offensive line plays. They played reasonably well over the, past, over the course of the last month. Bearing in mind, have difficult to start worst of the season, but they're going up against a front seven with Judah in particular, who's had a great season. So it'd be interesting to see if Jerry Carr has the time in which he needs to get the ball out. And what I would say is that it's been confirmed this evening that Waller and Renfro have both come off uh, the IR and they both will play in this game. So there's going to be a freshness to this Raiders offense that is ranked 11th in the league at the most scoring offence. I'm going to side with the Raiders. Um, I'm not convinced by it, but I just think if it gets into a game where the Raiders are you know, able to move the ball up and down the field on this defence, um, and it is a hard task, bearing in mind how well the Patriots defence has played, but if you get into a situation where they're scoring points, unless we see something similar to what we saw when you were in Minnesota with the Patriots being in a position to put up points, um, I don't know what they can live with this Raiders offence. And as bad as the Raiders have been this season in terms of Jekyll and Hyde up and down, I think come Sunday, I think ultimately and McDaniel as well. The student will beat the teacher. This comes this comes only in this game and will put this put the pages back outside of the uh the playoff picture because right now they're sitting as a seventh seed. So it'll be interesting bearing them well depending on how the games go elsewhere. And we're gonna come to that game so I suppose that's gonna impact on the Patriots and that's the Titans and the Chargers. And obviously it impacts on the Jags as well. They'll be looking for the Titans to get beat. And this really is a tricky one because the Titans for so long looked like the Titans of last year. Mike Frabel, great coaching job. Between between week three and week eleven, they were they'd won seven of eight games. They're on a three game skid, lost to the Bengals, lost there two weeks ago, and then lost obviously last weekend. Then some difficult games. I mean, two weeks ago you could put it down to the fact they were playing the Eagles. But last weekend everybody felt they'd rebound and beat the Jags and it didn't materialise. They've now lost three. And they're up against it this weekend. 
and I've been critical of the Chargers, I've been critical of their head coach and the inconsistency, but last weekend we saw a glimmer of light and that to me was Mike Williams. And I know you've we spoke we spoke about it time and time again, Colin around. He whether you can argue whether he really is in the moment wide receiver, but when he plays, it allows Keenan Allen to put himself in the position in the middle of the field where they can retract away from the focus on, on Keenan Allen, put it on Mike Williams and allows Keenan Allen to be essential to moving that ball up and down the field. And last weekend it combined two hundred and eight yards of 18 receptions, one touchdown, which was to Mike Williams. It changed the, the dynamic for this offence. And they're going up against a Titans team that are 31st in the secondary, one of the weakest secondaries in the league, and I can see them exposing this Titans secondary on Sunday. Yeah, Derrick Henry, you know, we touched on the Chargers defence, they're not great against the run, 29th in the league. Derrick Henry will probably go up and down the, on the field. But right now, this Titans offence just doesn't look the same. Derrick Henry's doing a lot. The AJ Brown trade really has been magnified over the past few weeks with the you know with the loss in Philadelphia and <clears throat> how AJ Brown did so much against them and the comments in which AJ Brown came out. Then obviously the GM gets fired and all that was down to the AJ Brown trade. So the offense really hasn't done a lot this season like it has last year. And in fairness trailing Brooks the first round pick was missing for quite a large part of the season which hasn't helped Mike obviously Ryan Tannehill has had an injury. I think the Chargers will win this game. I think it'll be tough when I can see him in close but I think the Chargers offensively have enough to get this game over the line. I think the Chargers win. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think you, you've captured a lot of really good points there, Brian, in terms of the the Titans. Frabel did a, a great job, but ultimately what is impacting on the Titans right now, more and, and possibly more than even the A.J. Brown trade, which ultimately I think is, you know, was the, the final straw, but the drafting, uh, by the the Titans was just terrible, and ultimately that that is the issue right now. You know they just don't have the depth, and so injuries have really really taken their toll. Uh, De- Derek Henry is is still a, a, a very good running back, but he is not the force that he once was. And also you've seen teams, and partly that is because of, you know, so, some of the, the draft mistakes that the, the Titans have made. So the O-line probably isn't where it once was. The, like the Titans' strength was on the O-line and the D-line. And that is they beat you up and they bullied you. And then Derrick Henry was able to take advantage of that. They don't have that this year. And that you've seen, therefore, teams be able to scheme. Um, and... Broncos were able to possibly come up with the most effective scheme this year to stop Henry. And then the Bengals copied it and others have copied it. But even last week where Henry was playing so well, it didn't matter because Trevor Lawrence was able to go out and take advantage of that, that secondary. And I think that is a concern. And yeah, I I have, um, and remain critical of the Chargers receiving core. And don't like Mike, Williams is a good wide receiver, but Mike Williams is an elite wide receiver. I just don't think the Chargers have an elite um, wide receiver there. I think they have some very good ones. And yeah, he definitely makes a difference when he's there because you have him and Keenan Allen. But I think you probably 
two good, very good wide receivers, but just not um, the elite wide receiver that can change everything when you have somebody like that, when you have a Tyreek Hill, when you have an AJ Brown, when you have a game changer, especially when you have somebody um, with Herbert's arm and the ability to go deep. I mean, if they really had a deep threat or they really had somebody that could burn uh, you on the outside and go up and get the ball, uh, Mike Williams can go up and get it, but I don't know if he's really going to burn you. But ultimately, yeah, it feels a little bit like, you know, the, it's very difficult to talk about it for the, the Chiefs earlier in terms of a, a single game. But it feels like for the Titans, they're struggling at the moment. And the the Chargers need to keep winning. If the Chargers have any hope of getting to the postseason, they have to keep winning. They they probably need this more than the than the the Titans. I feel, and I'm going to say for that reason, I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to say that the Chargers get the victory. Yeah, Marcus in on on the Titans as well. Interesting comedy from Elder Brown, which kind of consistent with what we've said there. You've got a defense that's poor against the run, which will probably allow Derrick Henry to have a good day, and then obviously you've got a, a poor secondary in the Titans, which essentially could lead to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen having a big day. You touched on the, the Mike Williams, um, no, Derek Hallam. They, they have paid him like he's in a moon wide receiver, certainly in the off season. So they'll expect a lot from him come Sunday. 